In the world of business, profit is everything. Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory. And the most important business of all is watching anime. Welcome back to the weekly anime performance review, the show where we review the performance of anime weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I am John, your Android CEO of Weebs. I am Chris, your 40-year-old babyface champion. And I'm Andrew, your CEO believing in your right hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we are down to eight shows this week. After firing Hypnosis Mike last week, it didn't have the bars. It was a mic drop. A mic drop is a good thing, though. But we dropped the mic, John. It wasn't a mic drop. It's like it's like getting vomit on your sweater. Mom's spaghetti. Uh, we have eight shows left. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was something, right? I mean, come yeah, on, man. That was something. <laughs> no need to be mean. But also, you're right. <laughs> all right uh we have so that means we have eight shows remaining and first up on the list because it starts with an a is akudama drive uh in this episode the akudama's intricate plan to invade the shinkansen commences <laughs> uh this episode was super cool i thought yeah i i love i love heists like in just any media yeah, heist. Honestly, heist episodes are always pretty dope. Like, I feel like uh, this is just a heist anime. Pretty much, yeah. It's like cyberpunk payday, the anime. Yeah, it's I've a lot never... more payday than heist because payday's not always. I've never played payday. <laughs> it's um heist ish, but you can Half also just time... shoot everyone and win. Right, right. Okay. Like, I feel like the point of heist games is the plan can go perfectly or the plan can fail. And you can and still win either time, way. The, yeah, and most of the time the plan fails. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a bunch of multiplayer gamers. Yeah. But this plan works pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They managed to get aboard the Shinkansen. Like, the only major hiccup they had was that, like, they detonated the EMP and it took out all of Hacker's shit before he was done hacking. Yeah. And so uh, Swindler had to get in the box instead of him. Mm -hmm. Which, if weight was such a big issue, why did she keep her backpack on and stuff? Good question. I mean, I is there anything that's even useful in her backpack? I wonder. I don't know. But like, probably not. Probably just wasn't thinking like it's if this doesn't work, I'm going to die. You're probably not thinking, oh, I should drop the backpack. I've also got to say uh, Hooligan and Brawler continue to be the best characters in this show. <laughs> Who's Hooligan? Did I do it again? It's, it's Hoodlum, Hoodlum, right? Yeah. I could have sworn that I said Hoodlum last week and you corrected me to Hooligan. Oh, it's the other way. Okay. This is... Uh, it's Hudlum. Yeah. They're both... They're two words that mean basically the same thing and start with yeah. the same three letters. <laughs> Let's just call him Who. Then we don't it, have to worry about we it. We should call him the who? Joker, baby, because he has the Joker's exact color scheme. He does. Um, we also meet a director lady. We don't know her name yet. Yeah. Um... I think she's pretty much the dictator of Kansai. Well, based on the OP, there's four yeah. kind of police officers after them, and she's one of them. Mm -hmm. But we don't really know too much, because I think they're going to show up in the next episode. I don't know. My I guess think... is just she's the head of the Kansai executioners. That's what Her I'd assume. But... probably director or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of digging the everybody just goes by what their role is. Yeah. yeah. I no, think totally. it's cool. It makes it easier to talk about which character it is because you don't actually have to remember what their name is, just the role. Yeah, yeah. I think Andrew learned their names a lot quicker this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he learned them quicker than you did. Yeah, but because I'm still I'm gonna get his name wrong for the entire time we're watching this show, probably. And at this point I'm just not even going to apologize for it. Now you know how I feel. Something um as well that we haven't mentioned is that the scene transitions are really nice when they yeah. just oh, yeah. pop in 
yeah, they're really cool. Like the new scene will like slide in piecemeal. It's it's really cool. It, it's, it seems like it's complicated to do. I think you just draw it on several layers. Yeah. It's something yeah. that it's probably complicated to plan it together, but once you're actually implementing it, it's probably pretty right. simple. Well, whatever but, it is, it's stylish. As someone with no animation experience, that's right. what I'm guessing. <laughs> I own a program on my computer that's capable of animation. I haven't done any animation, right. but it's there. You're practically an animator. I'm practically, uh, I'm practically of iWorks. <laughs> but really, back to what you kind of just mentioned, this show is very stylish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like, that's... Even if the show ends up terribly, I will remember it for its style, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, visually, it's one of the best things we're watching. Well, and also, I don't think... I don't think the show is interested in being more than what it is right now, so I don't I don't see it getting worse than this. Right. <laughs> Unless they just like spend all their money on the first six episodes and the last yeah. six crap. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't see that being likely to happen. These things are so planned out well ahead of time these days well, that usually the the vin the enemy is more time than uh Yeah than money the biggest thing i can think of is um there's a little bit of like class struggle and stuff going on if they try and get too preachy with that i can see it being a bit of a turnoff but andrew class warfare is good that's why i'm saying the too preachy because they can be a bit preachy and it's fine yeah. I, I mean think, i don't think there's such thing as being too preachy i think it's when it gets more on the nose like uh, um, yeah. with the mm -hmm. most recent doctor who run People are mad because it's too political when no, it's not too, it's not any more political than it always has been. It's just more overt about it with the doctor at the end of every episode telling you the moral of the story. It's just not very clever about it. Yeah. But I will say that, like, this is definitely cyberpunk. And the second word in cyberpunk is punk. So you can't do a non political cyberpunk movie, or at least you shouldn't. Cyberpunk has nothing to do with politics. It okay. definitely fucking does. It's it's like it's the future extrapolated from how shitty the eighties were, but also yeah. computers. It I feel like the way cyberpunk is as a setting is set up, it's almost impossible to avoid class warfare. Mm -hmm. No, I agree, but like the name punk as cyberpunk, that's not, it's for the aesthetics part of it, not the class warfare. No, the it's really not. If you go back to the origins of cyberpunk, it's really like mostly okay. about the politics. Uh, like a lot of things like ape the style without really going for the substance. Yeah. <clears throat> right. And that's what I feel like cyberpunk describes. Which is the problem with real life is that we already live in a cyberpunk dystopia, but we don't get the aesthetic. We just get the not fun parts. Okay. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Uh, <laughs> this show's cool, and I think it's good cyberpunk, so I'm going to retain it. I also like it. I'm going to retain it. Yeah, I'm going to retain this. This is an exciting show. All right. Next up on the list is The Day I Became a God. In this episode, uh, Odin, Yota, and Sora save a failing Robin shop. Robin? Ramen shop. And a mysterious hacker man appears. Uh, okay, what was up with the hacker man? Like, I feel like he's <laughs> like the. I feel like he's also a god, like Odin. Is he and the so, one that's going to create the end of the world? Probably, or at least I think he's involved somehow. Because he's think... he's like featured as like the mysterious character at the end of the OP. Yeah, you're right. I think what it is is um, he's part of the main arching storyline and they don't want to just dump it all in an episode. So they're sprinkling it throughout. Yeah, like there were him and the executives and like his bodyguard in this episode. And like this is the first episode I really paid that much attention to the visuals of the OP. And they were all there and like, who are, they? Who are all these people? And then they were there. So what a fortuitous episode for me to notice them in the OP on. Yeah. When I initially saw them, I thought they might be, I thought they were supposed to be uh, Yota's parents, mm. but then now we sell them. Yota has two parents that are at home all the time. Yeah. What a lad. <laughs> they can work from home. 
Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, we haven't actually talked too much about the the real uh, broth and noodles of this episode, as it were. <laughs> I. You gotta I'm give conflicted. me that one. I feel like it would it would be more like ham and noodles or something like that. Ham. Or like meat and noodles. Pork and chashu. Isn't yeah. it normally? Yeah. I love I love a good pork chashu. Is there a difference between ham and pork? Ham is a specific like part of the pig cured a specific way. I think it's okay. like the thigh or something. Okay. Kind of like bacon. Yeah, bacon is like cured pork belly. Regardless, I I'm a bit of a mixed bag on this. Really? Because I liked what they were doing, but I didn't like the kind of message that they were portraying almost. How so? Well, because in order to revamp the ramen shop, they change the name, they change everything about it, and they're like, we're not sticking true to the original idea that your mom had. I'm like, that's kind of disrespectful. Does that make sense? Like, the mom's only sick. Like, But it's also, we need we need money to get your mom better would you rather the mom die or make money and also they're in terrible debt to terrible loan sharks also i just thought it was a good bit uh i i really liked yoda in this episode like he's like way more on board with uh odin slash hina's schemes because he's basically convinced of her abilities by this point and also, so he really, and so he really plays it up this time because uh, she has imposed as a forty-year-old ramen revitalizer, uh, but he's still related to Sora. He's still her uncle in this version, and he he really played the part with aplomb. Uh, he, I, th- I think it's fair to say that he had big Reagan Arataka energy uh, as the yeah. ramen revitalizer, and that is the, a very high compliment, in my opinion. I liked the fight scene at the end yeah. where they had like the the foot markings on the floor and uh Hina was just like, Okay, go to number ten and do a right hook and he wins the fight by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a really well done fight scene. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> Honestly, I think everything in this show is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how Hacker Man connects to the main plot. I know his surname is Suzuki, I'm just being difficult. Oh, maybe he's Loki. Maybe. Maybe yeah, all the Norse gods him. are going to show up. Well, I can't wait for Thor. <laughs> yeah, the thing it's, is... It's just like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> she would be Thor more than she'd be Odin. Just um, if Loki was being the antagonist, because it's a lot easier to... I don't know. Loki's kind of basically the Satan figure of Norse mythology by the end of it. Yeah, fair. Because like he fights against the gods at Ragnarok and all that. Plus, I feel like the Thor versus Loki is more perpetuated by Marvel Comics more than specifically Norse mythology. No, hundred percent. But also, mm. that's that's the that's the version of Norse mythology yeah. that anybody knows, which sucks because Norse mythology is great. There's <laughs> one story where Odin turns into an eagle and farts into a giant's face. <laughs> that just sounds like a Tuesday, John. <laughs> uh, after stealing a book or something from him, I don't remember. <laughs> Norse mythology is pretty good. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, Neil Gaiman's book, which is literally just called Norse Mythology, because it's got like retellings of the stories written in fairly contemporary language. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of contemporary language, um, I don't think we've talked about this yet, but Odin talks very <laughs> older, old, yeah, classically might be the right, but word. also wrong, old, right? Like it's yeah. not correct, at least in the subs, and I think that's intentional. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how it'd be in yeah. Japanese because I don't speak Japanese. I mean, she's probably using like old, like I don't know, Edo era Japanese or something, but I don't know enough of the language to tell. Yeah. But like if she was like speaking Edo period Japanese, they would be equivalent to Shakespearean English in terms of time difference. Like just like uh just like Joe or not Leo Joe Leo from Gymnastic Samurai like ends all his sentences with Dekosaru, which nobody says anymore. Similar idea. Now I'm just getting into linguistics. 
Linguistics is fun, okay? Linguistics is fun. This is linguistics <laughs> podcast now, actually. I thought this was an anime podcast. No, that's a lie. Uh, do you want to talk about anime, though, Chris? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I was just going to say I retain. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm retaining. This show's a bit on thinner ice for me than I think for y'all, but... Wow. I'm still enjoying it I, This is probably my favorite episode so far. I thought all the comedy in this episode was fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, next up on our list is Dragon Quest. In this episode, Sir Avon uses an unusual method to teach Dai to use Wave Slash, but the training is interrupted by the appearance of Hadlar, the old Dark Lord. Avon is also revealed to be the previous hero. Also, like, he 100% bites it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, there's no, no. way he's gonna live. Well, I could yes, see but that's way. next episode. <laughs> See, I also another thing that I noticed right in time in the OP uh, for this one is that like uh, Die and Pop and like the third main character are, like running forward sad, and then it shows them running towards him like in silhouette. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking dying at some point in this one, hmm. and it happened like immediately. So I was right. He's not well, dead yet. I could also see it's a shonen show. He's not dead. He's just like in a coma or something. Yeah, maybe. And he comes back at the most convenient moment. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a very shonen thing for like the the for Hodlar to just like capture him and be like, ha ha, you'll never defeat me. And then they totally do later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I know you guys aren't into this one, but I'm still having fun with it. And it really might just be because I like Dragon Quest a lot. Like I'm not. I'm not necessarily enjoying the show, but it is making me interest or more interested in checking out Dragon Quest at the least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think my biggest problem um, is that, like, I feel like nothing really happened in this episode. Well, I mean, the big things were that uh, Avon was revealed as the, as the old hero. Uh, we know for a fact that Hodlar, the Dark Lord, is back, but he's not actually even the Dark Lord anymore. There's like a bigger yeah. Dark Lord that brought him back. Uh, who is Vern the Dark King, I think. I think, yeah. I think he's still the Dark Lord. There's just the Dark King now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but this felt like a bunch of fighting that led to nothing, if that well, makes sense. The point of this episode was the fight between uh, Dai and um, Avon was supposed to be Dai is learning to use more than just brute strength. He's now learning to think a bit more, and now he's doing like agility instead of a strength right. attack. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has earth and w yeah. water slash now. Mm -hmm. The fight against uh, Avon versus Hadlar is supposed to show that Avon defeated Hadlar before, but now Hadlar is more powerful than he he was he was the last time. So mm -hmm. now Dai needs to surpass Avon in order to have a chance at beating him. Yeah. And also that... There's Dai... another guy above him. Mm -hmm. And also that Hadlar is now aware of Dai because mm -hmm. Dai was able to cause him to bleed a tiny bit. And he's like, hey, I need to nip this in the bud right now. I think my problem is so that the entire episode takes place in this canyon. That's fair. It wasn't that interesting visually, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I think that's a kind of a problem in a lot of shonen is that it's just kind of characters standing in an empty field throwing attacks at each other. Yeah. And like they don't really yeah. use the environment that well. And that's what this episode felt like. Like the only difference was when we got the Dark Lord actually entering the island. And that was like thirty seconds max. Mm-hmm. I mean Everything you're saying is true, Andrew. It's just not as much of a deal breaker for me as it is for you, really. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm still having fun with it, and I it might really just be because it's Dragon Quest. Like, if this was just, like, Adventure Boy on the island, I'd be like, ugh. But, I don't know. I like Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia's a thing. Like, that's a totally valid reason to like something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I still think it's fun. Uh... This might be my I keep watching even if we fire it show for this season. We might find out next week. And not just because I picked it. <laughs> I don't regret picking it at all. I don't think this would have gotten voted in if I hadn't picked it. 
I could see it just because it's Dragon Quest. Maybe. It's a name people recognize. It's tough to say. Yeah. But I'm having fun with it, so I'm going to vote to retain. I'd say my feelings haven't changed since last week, which to recap are, I think it's doing a lot of things well. I'm just not enjoying them. So are you going to vote to fire? Yeah, I vote to fire. Okay. I think this is kind of a general thing. I think we have a pretty good list, and there's nothing that I feel like I couldn't watch. It's yeah. just now the things that I don't care to watch. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, this is one of them, so I have to fire as well. Okay. So that is two fires for Dragon Quest. Uh, next up on the list is the Gymnastic Samurai. In this episode, uh, Jotaro gets challenged to a duel by the Vicious Gymnastics Child. The Vicious... <laughs> that's so hard to say. The Vicious Gymnastics Child wins. You did this to yourself. I know. <laughs> the Vicious Gymnastics Child wins, but Jotaro refuses to retire, and instead his resolve is increased. Hey, lots of movie references in this episode, randomly. Uh, <laughs> like you... Oh, with the training montage? Yeah. yeah, because the song from the training montage is literally just Danger Zone from Top yeah. Gun. Like, did y'all notice that too, right? Yeah. It I'm was not even crazy. in the comments. Yeah. And also, like, he does the Rocky thing where he runs up the hill and, like, does the arms up pose. No. No, the Rocky thing is he runs up the stairs and does right. the arms up pose. Okay, but it's clearly a Rocky reference. <laughs> it's yeah. just a random hill instead of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Yeah. I think this is fine, though, because it's just yeah. a fun training montage. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, this is not a negative. They're just, like, referencing the most famous training montage of all time. Yeah, it's, it's like how we weren't knocking The Day I Became God last week when it did all the move the blatant ripoffs of movies yeah it was fun great (laughs) and this was great too i like danger zone is a good song i'm not even gonna lie (laughs) yeah i just love the baseline at the beginning uh but also um the vicious gymnastics child did jotaro's like signature move when jotaro left it out of his repertoire for uh health reasons or safety reasons i think it was like yeah he was just coming off an injury mm-hmm. and he didn't necessarily have the time to practice back up to it yeah right and also like they made a point of reviewing his footage beforehand and being like hey he's leaving his legs apart at this moment that's gonna be a point deduction and then <laughs> a month and a half later at the actual match he his legs were together, and they were like, oh, wow, he's improved since that video. Mm-hmm. Which is like, duh. But also, yeah. they're trying to say, like, he's not stagnant. He's actually yeah. getting better. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. I don't enjoy this character so far. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to, at least yet. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's the character who... He's an asshole for the first six episodes, and then in episode seven, he joins, you find out his backstory, and he joins the heroes, and you're like, oh, hey, he he was actually pretty cool this whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I just never like the the character trope in, like, anime about a kind of niche subject, where there's, like, a character that takes the subject so seriously that no one's allowed to have any fun. Yeah. And that's his whole deal. He's like, "You're, you're making gymnastics look bad. I'm like, I, if I was Jordan, I'd be well, like, okay, child. Well, no, I think he's valid in that. Yeah. I don't think it's that he's... It's not he doesn't want Jotaro to do any gymnastics. He doesn't want Jotaro to do competitive gymnastics. Because Jotaro was like, I'm not firing. And he thinks is doing this as a big scandal, so to speak, to yeah. get people interested. When that's not what he's meaning to do. But he he doesn't know that. Like, it's a publicity stunt. Right, that's what he thinks. Which okay, is valid. That's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a better way to look at it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still, I don't like his attitude. But I, I guess I understand it a little more now that you've said that. Yeah. I didn't, this isn't a knock against the show. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm fairly confident in this show's ability to make me like this character by the end. There was a fun joke in this episode uh, where, before the match, they were all talking about whether they were going to go. 
uh, and the grandma says, I'm not going because I have the bar to look after. And they ask the bird. The bird's like, well, I'm a bird, so... <laughs> I'm a cow. Can I be excused? <laughs> I don't think we've talked about the bird that much. What are your thoughts on it? We talked about it the first episode. I think uh, he's great. I mean, yeah, he, it's it's just a weird comic relief bird. Like, I can't complain about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much his only purpose is, haha, comic relief funny, which, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I enjoy the bird's presence. <laughs> it's a very unusual thing, but I mean, what are you going to do? It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still into this. Uh, this is like the first substantial bit of gymnastics we've seen in this show, and it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're getting more soon because they talked about how there's a competition in a couple months, and I think that's when we're also going to get the turnaround on the bandana prints, I think is what yeah. they call them. Yeah. I, yeah, we're going to go with Bandana Prince because that's much easier to say than Vicious Gymnastics Child. Well, it's Bandana Prince Ninja and a Samurai. Like, that's kind of the... Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Is, hey, is, is Leo going to actually, like, do gymnastics with them or is he just going to hang out? He did all the training. Because he's also in, like, the OP as, like, the third guy. Yeah, you're right. Or not, I... not even third guy, he's the second guy. Yeah. Oh, and the post credit scene... Uh, implied that like the 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 agents that were after him are kind of catching up to him now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think next competition is when stuff's going to go down, and that's when you're going to really I don't want to say kick off the main plot because it's already going, but like that's when we're going to get them all working together towards some sort of goal, whether it's this competition mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if this show is so much about the plot as it is about character. Yeah. No, but I think next competition is when stuff's going to start happening for everyone. Yeah, it's the next major, like, hurdle for all of them, I think. Right. So probably the next episode is more practice than the episode after is the competition, maybe. Because it puts it smack in the middle of the season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Are we fine? Are we fine? I am fine. (laughs) Arby! Yes. You don't sound fine, John. I'm you good. don't sound fine, John. Come take a nice, relaxing break. I, I don't like the way you phrase that, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's well, fine, you know what I John. do like? What? I like this show. I'm going to retain. I'm also going to retain this show. I'm retaining the show as well. <laughs> All right. That is three retains for the Gymnastics Samurai. Uh, next up is I'm Standing on One Million Lives. Uh, in this episode, the party heads for Radadorbo. Where they are all captured. Uh, wait, no, that's not. That, my summary is wrong. The party heads for Radadorbo and are immediately captured except for Yatsuya. <laughs> uh, he tries to advance and meets Kavol the Knight, who helps him free the others and escort them on their quest. I gotta say, I like this episode better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I felt like it was more consistent, just like tonally, and I don't know. It just didn't. It had it had a better energy than the rest of the show so far. And I don't know if there's like a way to quantify that. That's some funny stuff. Like the knight just be like, "I l- fucking love violence." <laughs> <laughs> and Yatsu's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what?" And, and and she's like, and she like she says Daisuke, which is like romantic love. Nice. So there's that. And she chops the berserker's head off. That was pretty yeah. cool. But yeah. Uh, also, the game master definitely had a different voice this episode. Yeah, I think he might be a different one of them for every. Or is it a different person depending on who he's speaking to? Maybe I haven't noticed. I don't know. Because I think he only spoke to Shindo in this episode. He might have had a different voice. I might be wrong about that though. Maybe. No, he spoke to Yatsuya because he's like, points deducted because you hit a human. Oh, yeah. So, But it was the same voice in both cases. So, yeah, Game Master just had a different voice in this episode. So it's definitely multiple people, probably. Yeah. Maybe. His design is weird, though. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, the handprint on his nipples and crotch. Yeah. It's a star on his crotch. Oh, Thank you very right. much. Sorry. Listen, they have to censor it. Yes. And he's missing the top half of his head. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have any male presenting nipples. 
Male presenting. Male presenting nipples. <laughs> Pro ZD, please come on our show. <laughs> um, Yotia leveled up. He did. He got a third class. Uh, he actually got a, a like a normal class this time. Yeah. He got like a summoner, like a like a creature wizard, as they call yeah. it. The problem is its abilities are like you can convince people of stuff pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they all have a pretty short range, as I recall. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I like how he he's like, hey, look over there. And then the berserker turns around. <laughs> Can't believe that worked. Failed the wisdom save. Yeah, that's true. But ultimately, I can't imagine a monster like that has high wisdom. Oh yeah. Um, at the end of the episode, we get the four heroes along with the knight, Cavill. Cavill, yes. Um, I think she's and in a the couple OG. other people. She is, yeah. Heading off towards. Uh, I know it's Dodo in the name, but that's the R- middle part. Roboto. Radadorbo. Radadorbo or something, yeah. Radadorbo. Something like that. Chili's um, in adobo sauce. Yeah. So we get them heading off to try and complete the quest, whatever it was. Qdoba. Qdoba. <laughs> they cross the continent to get to Qdoba. I mean, some people like those burritos. Yeah, it makes it makes me think that the rest of this show is mostly going to be this quest. Because we also learn that between... Whenever they go back to the real world, time passes faster in the game world. So it makes me think we might not see the end of this quest until we get to, like, episode 9 or 10. Or even, like, the end of the show, just because Cavill is so prominent in the OP. Well, they have 30-something days. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Unless... They time skip and Cavill's like twenty something now, not a high schoolish level. Yeah, age. Because she's probably older than them, but I can't imagine they're trying to say she's way older than them. You know. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I know I agree with how prominent she's in the OP, and how there's not someone else besides the five of them. Yeah. Um, I think either. They're right up to the end of this quest, or we're going to switch OPs, which I doubt. But you never know. You, you you don't really see switching OPs after six episodes that much, but we'll see. It could happen. Do we have any other thoughts on this one right now? Uh, no, I'm good. I uh, am shockingly going to vote to retain this time. Wow. wow. I actually enjoyed this episode a little bit more. I'm going to vote to retain. I thought this one was fine. Not that John likes it. No, I'm voting to retain as well. I enjoyed this enough. I am a little sad that this is probably going to make it further than Dragon Quest, but <laughs> I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, I, re- I retain both, and I'm not going to fire this show just because I want it. I want Dragon Quest to beat it because that's. I mean, it wouldn't anyway because y'all both retained it. Uh, next up on the list is Iwakakeru. Uh, in this episode. Konomi defeats the anti-monkey rock. <laughs> the club visits the Foot Fiend store, and the next tournament begins. Uh, also, uh, Daddy Daddy Dio uh, shaved and put his hair in a ponytail. Yeah, like Now he's like an actual daddy. Now he looks like a Kingdom Hearts villain. More Final Fantasy. Yeah. A Tetsuya Nomura designed villain. Yeah. I feel like he went from like a rugged outdoorsman to like a hunky businessman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a fine line between the two. But he definitely did do that. Uh, I, does anyone else feel like not a lot actually happened this episode? Well, I feel like this was a lot of. Like, there really isn't that much to talk about, but it was like not bad. Yeah. It, it's an in-between episode of, yeah. hey, we're finishing up training and we're starting this competition. Yeah. Um, so it sets up the competition, but it wraps up the training arc. Yeah. 
Because I think the big thing that happened this episode was the uh, beating the monkey rock. Yeah. Yeah. Which is to say, hey, look, um, Konami's doing it. She has a chance. Yeah, she's doing. She's better at this now than she was. Yeah. And we also got introduced to a bunch of the new rivals and such. Well, we already knew the or what it's called. But there's also the, the I don't know. She was associated with the Panther a lot in this episode. Yeah, no, that was her nickname, the Black Panther. I think. Okay, this show likes animal metaphors. So yeah. we've got the Panther and a spider. Yeah, and a cat. Yeah, and a cat princess. Yeah. Or she just have the cat ears, or she like, because she's called the climbing princess, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. My what was funny to me was that like um when they were in the shoe store, like the 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 shoe store lady said to the club president like, "Oh, you you're ready for the super fancy shoe that all the pros use." And then it cut straight to like the visual metaphor of the girl from the other school being a panther. Is like, wait, are they Puma shoes? <laughs> that was just where my brain went to. I don't even know if that's a brand in Japan or if it's popular there or anything. I don't even know if they make climbing shoes. Someone's looking it up. Yeah, what a nerd. Yeah, I think um, what this feels like is three kind of separate chapters in a manga. Yeah, it or felt something. like. Three, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is, is this adapted from something, Chris? I think it's adapted from a manga. Okay. Yeah, it certainly felt like like three kind of chapters that they had to kind of awkwardly fit in there, but I didn't really mind that much. Yeah, it's yeah. adapted from a manga. Mm-hmm. What I think is that they introduced the kind of like the girl who talked in the old ish language a bit, um, who was under the Spider Girl, and then the other one who was friends with the Panther girl. So that way we have Konami's rivals who she's competing against. Cause she's not going to beat the other two. Right. You know, so it kind of gives her a goal to go after, I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Because Konami's not going to be able to so soon after starting, take down the big leagues, but she might be able to help her team advance. Yeah. And also, I feel like they're introducing, they're, like you said, they're introducing rivals for her, like her own, closer to her own level among the right. teams that they're against. Also, they're like by far the smallest team of any of them. Oh yeah. Well, they're the main characters, so like, why have why have extra people? Yeah, that was that was our issue with Tamayomi that it expects us to care like about like eleven characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when half of them looked exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, two of them were twins, right? Two of them were literal twins, but even besides them, they all looked the damn same. <laughs> Especially when they all wore the exact same outfit. Yeah. I mean, they all wear the same outfit in this, but they have different... Yeah, but they all they all like wear different outfits when they're not in climbing gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have distinctive enough designs from one another that you don't get them mixed up, really. Yeah. Like, I feel like the ones that are the closest are... Kunami and June. But even then. Yeah, they're not really that close. Yeah. yeah. Well, and with four characters, you can have relatively similar designs, and you're still like, oh, they're different enough because I yeah. know them. Like, it's easier to learn how they look different. Right. With 10, if one of them's a dark purple and one's light purple, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I like this show. I feel like it's. I I feel like it's just wacky enough that it's really good as a club anime. I feel like when they play it too straight, they can kind of get boring. Right. It's a club anime, but it's also like a niche hobby. So they're mm-hmm. able to throw in stuff. And if I was a climber, I might be like, oh, God, this is terrible. But thankfully, I'm not. It's so it's like heightened reality almost. Yeah. Like, I know enough about climbing to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But not enough to be able to say they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the the good medium. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm going to vote to retain. Yeah, I'm voting to retain as well. I'm enjoying this enough. Yeah. yeah I'm also going to vote to retain. Nice. All right. That is three retains for Iwakakeru. 
Next up on the list is Tonikawa. Uh, in this episode, Tsukasa's little sister shows up and kidnaps Nasa. Nasa saves a moon rock, and the newlyweds take a cool secret passageway. Um, yeah, no, when John says kidnap, he means kidnap. Yeah, yeah. no, for real. <laughs> and they also kiss. Wait, oh, yeah, does? they do. Right. At oh, the they end. do kiss. Yeah, at the end. In the church. How appropriate. Also, like, moon theory confirmed at this point. <laughs> it's hard to say because she might just really like the moon. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. She also got hit by a truck and was fine. That's true. Is this just E.T., but they get married? E.T., but they fuck. (laughs) Horny E.T. I I hate the words that we're saying right now. I hate that a lot, actually. I regret everything. (laughs) F.T. Fucking (laughs) terrestrial. That just means you would be having sex with the ground. Because terrestrial just means... Or EF for extra fucking. One of those, that made with her Photoshop skills could be a great Twitter comedian instead of a <laughs> saboteur. I think that that made could do really well in Hollywood. Yes, she she, would, she really could. Well in she could do. Really well. Honestly, no, she'd be really good at um reporting and making like deep fakes for headlines and stuff. Yeah. Do they use deep fakes for headlines these days? No, but imagine if they did. I bet they use uh, deep. Well, okay. Go I wouldn't away, be Chris. surprised if they didn't. Yeah, I really like this show. Yeah, me too. Um, I know you do, Chris. Yeah, like... <laughs> Is it, have we seen every character in the OP already? I think... I no, think. we haven't seen one of them. Uh, okay. one of, there's someone with the sisters. Right. It might be... Are they orphaned? Uh, they don't have a dad. It might be their mom then. I do like how they all bob back and forth in the open. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, Bob's fun. Shut up. <laughs> Moon theory confirmed. That's the important thing. Uh, there's also something else important. Oh, we got. Um, I like how Chitosi and like she interacts with both NASA and. Uh, Tsukasa on their individually before putting together that they were married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does make like, it interesting. She and Nasa like actually seem to get along until she realizes that Tsukasa is married to him. Yes. <laughs> I also liked her maids and how she's like, oh, you need to take a picture like that? Okay, and just immediately strips off. Immediately strips. She's like, what? He's hot. I'm fine with this. <laughs> And then, um, was it Chita says, like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I randomly got big Mario Odyssey vibes from the end of this episode because I was thinking about moons and they were in a church. <laughs> like at the yeah. end of Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fair, but eh, okay. <laughs> not crazy. <laughs> well, not for this reason. Yeah. When's Bowser going to show up in this show? Episode five. Right now. Next episode, Bowser is at the bathhouse. <laughs> He's just like, hi, I'm Bowser, king of the Koopas. Oh, um, <laughs> earlier today, I saw a panel from the manga where uh, Kaguya and Miyuki were in the background. Oh, different manga. Oh, wait, no, the same manga, but it has Kaguya and Miyuki in it. Yeah. Well, that just confirms the moon theory even more. <laughs> Moon Theory confirmed, I vote to retain. Genius. Anything that can say it has something from the moon in it is automatically good. Well, I mean, it had a moon rock, so. Yeah, so this show's automatically good. That doesn't change what I said. I also vote to retain. I really like this show. Hot take, the Earth was shoved out of the moon's womb, and that's why the moon is so much smaller, because it was holding an Earth inside of it previously. Therefore, the entire Earth is great, retaining. What the fuck are you talking about, Andrew? You said anything from the moon is good. So I'm saying the whole Earth was obviously from the moon, then. Yeah, but what the fuck, Andrew? (laughs) 
That was the weirdest goddamn shit you've ever said. What the <laughs> hell? I'll disagree with you on that one. Um... Yeah, I'm with Andrew on that. He's definitely said weirder shit. <laughs> yeah. On the show? <laughs> maybe not on the show. Uh, maybe not on the show. Like, definitely IRL. Oh, yeah. Next up on the list, oh, that's three retains for Tony Kawa, by the way. Oh, yeah. Is Wandering Witch, The Journey of Elena. In this episode, Elena visits a dead com. <laughs> Elena visits a dead country and helps the princess slay a dragon. Man, this show is like way different tonally than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Like I was, like I remember, like when I when I when we were talking about it in the hiring episode, I was like, oh, it's like Somali because you know it's like traveling around a fantasy world and having like lighthearted adventures. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> I. I disagree by making the comparison to Somali that it's all lighthearted adventures because Somali got pretty serious when Somali it Somali did get dark at the end, you're right. It's like I... this show is has like the tone of endgame Somali, which is, you know, I was not quite expecting that. Yeah. Well, out of the three stories we've well five. Three of the four stories that we've seen. Um five. Have had the first I don't count the first episode as okay. a story, because that's set up. Like of her little adventures, three of them have had sad endings. Yeah, which is the, kind of the flower one, yeah. the slave one, and this one. Although this one wasn't quite as sad, I guess. I mean, um, she fell in love with the guy. Yeah, the king found out, killed him. So she turned the king into a monster that killed all of his subjects, and then she killed the king. Yeah, but I, I, at least it kind of implies that the circle is closed and it's not gonna go anymore. Yeah. But is that a good ending? Not right. really, because, like, I mean, like, the whole country was fucking dead before she even showed up. Yeah. It's felt like Dark Souls. <laughs> well, with all the, the ruined city and the ash falling everywhere and the dragon. Yeah. It's the Dark Souls of anime. Hmm. Okay. I think... I think this show is... I don't know what it's trying to do, and I think that's bad for it. It's weird. I think I would like it more if instead of if it instead of Elena being a character that go that appears in every story, it was just like the story opens up with Elena, oh, I'm hearing this story about this person from an from another world or another country, and it's the story of the princess without a without subjects yeah yeah i i can see yeah actually i think that would help a lot honestly because the weird part is that elena shows up watches these things happen and then leaves yeah she's a really really passive character so far yeah and it's like in this one like what is she supposed to do she can't take this lady on she beat the monster pretty much single-handedly yeah. like elena recognized she's out of her league but like what is she supposed to do i don't know warn other witches say like hey this in very incredibly powerful witch is also insane. No, but the witch made sure that magic people were safe, which was just her. But she's like, hey, the castle, only magic people can get in. Like, that's she's not hostile towards witches. I think what makes me upset is that the first two episodes felt so different tonally than the last two. And if they were continuous, whether it was good or bad, I'd feel a lot more coherent about this whole story. Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't think the issue is that the episodes are tonally different. I think the issue is we just don't like Elena. Yeah, yeah that too. Well, because like she's like, and also in this episode, she was like, um, you know, the, the princess is like, oh, help me kill this dragon. She's like, what's in it for me? And I'm like, yeah, OK. Don't like like you haven't done that in D&D. Well, th yes. But D and D, like you're playing with your friends, it's a bit different. Fair. I think something else that um, does it bad is that. Well, I don't know if bad, but these feel like fables, like where you're like, oh, um, this lady did this, and then everyone died, and you're like, okay, it's like what's the what, what? One time there was a barnacle that was so ugly that everyone died. The no, end. but 
that's what this feels like sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, what's Kinda, the point? Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling a joke, but also not telling a joke, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't feel like there's always morals to these stories. And it's like, if they were, sure, be somewhat like in your face about it, but at least then we know why this is happening. Yeah. Like, did, did Elena like give a summation at the end of this episode of like what it was supposed to be about? Not really. Or she was just like, all right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I, we get the slave story. We get the kind of mm-hmm. moral for that. And you can probably draw a moral from the first one with the um, girl that stole her badge, but like... Well, I think the moral of this episode is classism is wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. But that's all in the backstory. Like, yeah. nobody gets their comeuppance for classism in this episode, I guess, except for, I guess, the king. Yeah. But like, he wasn't, I don't know. He was already punished. Yeah. Yeah. This was just finishing off the punishment. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this one it, this is a this is a weird show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm in, I'm super into it. I guess that being said, I'm gonna vote to fire. Yeah, I'm gonna vote to fire. It's I think the issue is I don't care about the plots of the individual episodes that much because they like what we've seen so far hasn't really been enough to keep me interested. And on, and the only thing holding them together is Elena, and I don't like Elena. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I'm going to have to fire as well, because it's... If we are making the comparison to Somali, in that show, sure, sometimes we had one-off episodes, or sometimes they were two episodes, which I think did better. But the whole thing was that Somali was impacting these people's lives in a positive way, or mostly positive. You know, it was like a feel-good story. And this doesn't feel good. This just feels weird. And uh, yeah, I gotta fire it. I think it feels weird because it's not a feel... Like, it's not a feel-good story and it's just bad things happening to people and it doesn't really feel like there's a moral to it. It's just happening. Yeah. It's it's not a feel-good show, but it certainly looks like one. Like... Just like everything about it seems like it should be, but it's it's not it's not. So that wow, that's three fires for uh, wandering witch. Uh, it better wander somewhere else because we burned it. Uh, it better wander. Also, ha! Dragon Quest lives another day. <laughs> Damn it, Chris! We should have uh, retained. Yeah, I'm fine with this. <laughs> Same. All right. So this has been your weekly anime performance review. Uh, if you like this episode, or if you like our show in general, you can follow us on Twitter, at WapperCast, where we post updates on the show and occasional funnies. If we have a tie in the future, which we might, considering how things are going, uh, it will go to a vote of you guys on our Twitter page, so be sure to f- give us a follow. Uh, <clears throat> our next episode uh, is our Castlevania Halloween special, which will drop on Halloween night. Uh, the 31st and then our next regular episode will be on november 4th look forward to it yep all right i've been john your android ceo of weebs i've been chris your 40 year old baby face champion and i've been andrew your ceo believing in your right hand beep boop ravioli